amen, and I had 14 ways. I will not get all of those. Uh, I will, one, two of them I'll skip anyway, add them together, uh, that we, we are to keep ourselves Christ-like. And we, we, we need to strive to be like Jesus. Amen. You know, we can act like him if we don't, you know, we, we know we can't be like him completely, but we can't act like him ever, ever so often, right? Amen. And we got down to uh, last Wednesday night to uh, enduring persecution. How to endure. And uh, it was St. John chapter 15 is our scripture that we read. And I'll read that again. Amen. And, and we had several scriptures I read. But uh, St. John chapter 15 and I'll begin reading at verse 17. Amen. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you were of the world, the world would love its, its own, his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Amen. If you, if, you, if you notice, that's the way it kind of is. You know, the world, world don't like you, and they can find a lot of things wrong with you. Remember the words that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. And if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep your sayings. Amen. In other words, the world... What what does he now? Jesus Jesus talking. What does he mean by the world? Society. Society. Non Christians, outside. It's God's people and the world's. Amen. And he he was referring to, and. Uh, I, I read a couple more scriptures there. It was in one of them is Matthew 24 and Matthew 10 that I read last Wednesday night. But uh, the first thing that I'm going to say tonight, and I'm going to give you six things, amen, that one commentator of the Bible has to say about these scriptures, amen, in the scripture that I just read to you in John chapter 15 and verse 20. And it, it says it like this, and I, I just turned my Bible here. Verse 20, remember the, the words which I said unto you, that the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, amen, they will also persecute you. And you can expect, uh, since you're on God's side and their own, the devil's side, Can you expect them to uh, to love you guys? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Question, question, question. Because Jesus said, amen, amen. They said, expect the world to hate you because, because Jesus said they would. Amen. Your job? Your situation, your neighbors, sometimes, you know, thank God for the neighbor that's uh, been uh, 
been talking to me about the Lord and, and then asked me to pray for him. Amen. And I, I said, we'll certainly be doing that. We'll pray for you. And uh, we're going to believe God's going to get them to church. Amen. I'm, I'm, you need to reach for them. So the first thing was because Jesus said so, you might as well still expect it. You might as well still understand that you're on the wrong side of the world. That's why you don't want to, well, everybody else is doing it kind of thing. What they're really saying, it's, it's kids, you know. I mean, we're, well, the way everybody else is, well, they're the world. They're of the devil. And you're wanting to be like them. You want to say they are of this. And, and, and trying to identify, identify what you want to do with the way the world's doing, what the world's doing. Everybody else. Number two. Amen. Says, amen. Why the, why the world's going to hate you? Why the world's going to, uh, to, to attack you? Why you feel like that you don't fit in with the world? Amen. Is because the world hates reproof of evil. John chapter 3. You, you tell, you, you, want get, you want to get somebody stirred up? Tell them that's not right. You're not doing right. Woo! You just kicked the hornet's nest. Yellow jacket's nest. We shouldn't be doing that. You know. Amen. Amen. I'm, I may preach from something that I, that I got a little inspiration to do. I was, I mean, because the world hates the preaching of the gospel when it contradicts what they want to do. Amen. John chapter 3, verse 16. It says like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the command, a condemnation. The light is coming into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. You try, you try to tell them uh, something about the Bible and they, they, they can't see it. They are, there's something wrong with their eyes, spiritual eyes. Amen. For everyone doeth evil, hateth the light. This is Jesus talking. He that, he, he that uh, loveth the world, you know, or, or, or when he's condemned, he hates, he relates to be, he hates to be uh, enlightened. He hates to be uh, corrected. Amen. It's, what, it's what, Paul, what Jesus was saying here. For everyone that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. 
Amen. And we're talking about the things, we're talking about the things here that uh, we're trying to be like Jesus. And it's going to tell you, if you try to be like Jesus, you'll probably get like Jesus. You'll probably get the same thing Jesus got from the world. Don't expect, don't expect to get any better service out of the devil than what Jesus got. It's a spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. That, that we have to, and that's number two, because the world hates reproof of evil. Number three, amen, because their evils are exposed by Christian living. You don't go there. What's wrong with that? You don't participate. Amen. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. That means that we're, we've, got to, we've got to identify ourselves as not a part of the things of the world. Romans, the 12th chapter, is this because they're, they're evil or exposed by the Christian living. Romans chapter 12, and I will read the first couple of verses there. Romans chapter 12, I'm sure most of you can, can, can get this memorized. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I'm begging you by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Well, we are supposed to be living sacrifices. In other words, the world is going to try to kill you, try to crucify you, try to make you look bad. Amen. Uh, I got a little, it's a little saying, you know. Uh, dogs always, always holler, or, or what is it? What is it? Uh, the, the pig that squeals is already, is, it must be something wrong with it. He's, he's already been ch- challenged by something. Amen. Present your bodies to live in sacrifice. Holy. Stay holy. Christ-like. Amen. We got to keep ourselves acceptable unto God. And then he says, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable service. In other words, it's, it's just what, uh, what we're supposed to be in, in our daily walk. Just live a sacrificial life, a committed life, a surrendered life, a servant spirit at life. Amen. And then Paul goes on to say to the Romans, now he's, Paul ain't been to Rome yet. He's writing to the church in Rome. And he says, be not conformed to this world. And I think that when Paul was writing this, 
writing to the church that's in Rome. He was writing to the head of the seat of Satan, almost, you know. Roman government. They were killing Christians. Uh, and finally got to Paul. But don't get conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a lot of things, brothers and sisters, that you can do with your physical flesh. You know, you, you can decide you don't want to go here, don't want to go there. You, you, you make decisions all the time that what you're going to do with your flesh. But he said, don't get conformed to the world in your mind, but renew your mind. What he's talking about, a renewed, renewed mind. By the renewing of your mind. You know what? I guarantee you, every Sunday night, I say Sunday morning, I could say that too, but every Sunday night, there's some people here. They come to the altar in one mind, but they leave in another. They got problems they're praying through. They got decisions to make. And you know what? They're at the right place to make the right decisions when they're believing them at the altar and laying them on the altar. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's what we're trying to be like Jesus. We're trying to think like Jesus. We're trying to get his mind that this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Now, I've, that, that scripture, keep, uh, I keep repeating it to myself. We can have the mind of Christ. In other words, we can let him think in us and through us. Let him, amen, when we got problems, situations, you know, let him help us to solve them. And I think I told this about two weeks ago about this uh, lady that she came and dropped her Sunday school book on the desk, pastor, told her she was through. She, she wasn't coming back and he said, well, uh, why don't you just go tell God what you just told me? You know, you, you're through? Okay, okay. Let's go tell God you're through. Go, go in there and go into the auditorium and talk to God and tell him, I mean, I'm just, I can just listen to you, but I want, I, want, I want God to know what you're saying. And he said, after a while, there was a little noise come in there, and after a while, she was praying, and after a while, power of God, the Spirit of the Lord was moving up on her and she come back and got her son's good book. Amen. I can't, I, you know, change your mind. God can change your mind. Amen. I went there to fight, but oh my, that night, God certainly got a hold to me. I've heard that story before, right? Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, and I will begin reading it, verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us 
that deny ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. No problem. We can do it. Can't we? I was I wasn't looking for an amen. At least you know somebody say yep. Amen. But Paul, I guess we could say Paul said, I, I, "The way I do it is I die daily. I don't I don't I don't uh, take things to bed with me. I don't uh, I don't like to go to bed." In my, in my wrath or in my attitude or whatever. Amen. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation is pure to all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, what did Paul talk to Titus about that he... Well, he said, you know, how we can teach, denying on God's word and lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world, looking unto Jesus. You know what? If you keep your eyes on the Lord and you keep your mind on the Lord, devil, you'd have, devil, devil, devils would have a problem with you. Amen. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. When one of his best disciples, the greatest disciple, I guess I could say it that way, amen, started talking. And the words coming out of his mouth was inspired by the devil to try to attack Jesus. Believe that? I've known I, I, I've known a lot of a lot of people through the years, but I knew the devil was talking to them through talking to me through them. And I, uh, I don't know why I should bring this up right here, but uh, I think I told this. I don't know for sure week or so ago, I think, I'm not for sure I've told, told you here, I know I've been, I told it somebody that there was a sheriff down in, uh, in Fort Walton Beach, Florida uh, he was he, I heard him say this uh, got a recording of it that he was telling us this story that uh, he was he was out just doing his job and wrote up this place and was talking to these guys. They, he knew the guys. And he, I mean, they wasn't with some buddies, or, but he knew them and he knew that they was probably up to something. And so one of them told him, he said, I tell you what, I want you to go to a restaurant over there in Fort Walton and, and I want you to have a cup of coffee on me. And he said, there'll be $50,000 waiting on you. He's, that's more than my yearly salary at that time. That's been some years ago. And uh, he told the story. And some of the people said, $50,000, man, I would take that. 
All I'm going to do is go get a cup of coffee. How many, how many of you would do that? I'll give you another minute or two to think about it. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's, what's, what's wrong with that? Who does it hurt? What difference does it make? But he knew by what was offered to him that there was a drug deal going down. And it must have been. Why didn't you take it? Well, I would have took it if I was you. I mean, did, you know, he said, I've been bought and paid for. Have you ever thought about that sometime when you make decisions? The devil offers you some things, and you know what? I have told this story several times in years past, and I'm not going to tell it tonight. I was going to tell you, though. But this guy, he got angry, and he said he asked the devil to help him kill a person and he uh, he said from that day forward the devil controlled my mind and my life because when when he when he asked for it the devil gave him the power to overcome it yeah, I'm, like I say I, it's, it's a long story I like to tell it sometime because I spent half the night with him and he was possessed with the devil. Because when the devil got him, he got the power and he controlled him for the rest of his life. He said, I want freedom. But the only place, the only thing he didn't want, he didn't want Jesus. He wanted freedom, but not Jesus. Amen. Number four, amen. Number four is this, because Christians are not of this world, and I've just repeated this a while ago. We're not of the world, so forth. Amen. We're not, we're not a part of the, the uh, camaraderie. Amen, the world. St. John chapter 17. Now, I'm reading St. John 15, St. John 17. This is Jesus sitting in the upper room speaking his last few words to his disciples before he was crucified. St. John chapter 17. Here's what amen, Jesus said to them. Amen. And verse, verse number 14. I have given them, this is Jesus praying, I have given them thy word and the world hates them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world 
but thou shalt keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Praise God. Jesus is praying. And I'm going to tell you, if you would think the Lord Jesus Christ has all power given to him in heaven and earth, and yet he allows man to do whatever man wants to do, he only tries to control us through our hearts and our minds, and if we don't let God have those, we're totally out of the control of God and into our own wills. And if you do what you want to do, and God's not going to stop you, sometimes he will, he'll talk to you, whatever, but you do what you want to do, and then you're on your own. Jesus will pray for you. I, I, you know, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed sometimes at this scripture. Jesus said, Simon, Satan has devoured to have you. He would like to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. Prayed for me? Why don't you just do something about it? You've got all power. You can do it. I wonder how many times Jesus prayed for you, interceded for you. You got to understand, man is a free will agent or a few free willed, and the only one the only one can control your will is you. Brother Harrelson, get up and preach Sunday night. And he can, he, he can, like fire and brimstone. But it's up to you whether you like it or That's you. Right. That's right. That's right. Amen. I'm my own boss. Have me, have you ever heard that song, I'm my own grandpa? I ain't figured that out yet. I heard him tell it. He was, he was singing along. Have you ever heard that song? If you're if you're under fifty, you probably hadn't heard it. But yeah, I, I've heard that, and I, I he he started telling all about it, and I, I I still didn't understand it. Amen. Number five, because they are ignorant of God's work. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter five and verse twenty-one. Amen. Second Corinthians five and verse number twenty-one. He says it like I'll back up to verse nineteen. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their transgressions, 
trespasses unto them, but hath committed unto us, the church, us, the words of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by, by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled unto God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done, my soul wants to cry out, hallelujah. I, uh, I, I think that sometimes we can, well, we can, as I made, I said this what last Wednesday night, we can look at the cross and read the story of the cross without ever really taking in the real real act of it. That was, he, he was doing that for us, folks. Amen. He was doing that to save me. Amen. Amen. Number six. Amen. Amen is, 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 is this, because I'm, 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 I'll give you five, four or five causes Amen. Amen. Expect the world to hate you because of these three, these four things I already said are five. And number six is this, Colossians chapter two and verse 20. The world don't like us because. Two and 20. Amen. It says like this. Amen. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the root, from the rudiments of the world. If you've done died out to the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Amen. Why are you still allowing the world to be the controller of your life? Now, I always tell you what I, was, I thought I said I might preach. I don't know where I preach it, but I may make, make reference to it you know, in the next time or two. But Adam and Eve, just, I mean, I got hit with this, Adam and Eve. Do you know the, 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 the call, what caused the fall of Adam and Eve? Do you know what the devil presented to them? Basically to her, you know, what that presented Basically, to to Eve, that got her to, to a fall for it. Just the very same thing he does to every one of you. Basically, he wanted them. He he wants Eve. He wanted to let Eve know that she had the security that she could take care of herself. Like. You don't, we, if you will do what I ask you to and partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you won't have to worry about God. You can take care of yourself. And that's all we're working for is enough money. We don't have to worry about anything. A good car so we can go anywhere we want to. 
health and strength. So that's all we lack. We're so blessed that we don't need God. I mean, really, that's what we're trying to work for. Where we don't need God, don't need a church. Come on. The devil's trying to get you to where you, you can make it on your own. And he's, he's doing nothing but trying to lull you to sleep. To where he can start controlling you. Don't make any sense. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter five. Again, Second Corinthians, chapter five, and just one verse of scripture, verse seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Amen. Because we are, the devil's endeavoring to captivate our minds. Because we are ignorant of the Christian spiritual experience. Number six, we are not really, we're not really founded on the solidness of God's word or when I, I say we, we well let me I'm going to take that back we, we, we are I, I think personally I'm going to tell you I believe that the United Pentecostal Church I believe this, this church has is, is the closest thing as far as our doctrine is concerned to the New Testament church we baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins as was preached on the day of Pentecost. Amen. We're born, we're born again. Jesus told us we must be born of the water and the spirit. We ain't going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We believe that born again experience. I don't think there's any other church in, in Dothan that preaches baptism. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. We're washed in his blood. When you're baptized, you're being buried with him in baptism, not them. Father and Son and Holy Ghost is not a name. Even when it's not saying be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ remit your sins. Amen. Be baptized in the name of the Lord. Amen. It's got to be, it's got to be in Jesus' name. To be right. And uh, I pray everybody. Everybody makes it. I don't. I have never preached a funeral that I tried to preach them into hell. But I hadn't preached them into heaven either. That's not my job. I will tell them they need to get right with God. I said, you know, I'm. I'm not preaching to the the man laying in the casket or the woman laying in the casket. I'm preaching to the people that can hear me. Amen. There are six other reasons, amen, that I, that I will not give, but I'll give you some scriptures. Let me give you some scriptures and then we'll move on. John chapter 16, verse 33. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. James chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 17. And again, Go back into Romans, 
Romans 12 and 1 and 2. Amen. These are all, these are all scriptures to let you know the devil's after you. And we don't want to play into his hands. You've either, we're either got to proclaim that we believe in God and we come to church and worship God or we are of the world and that's just it. One of the two. Amen. Amen. The sixth way to be Christ-like is to buy our works. <laughs> the sixth way is by our works. Amen. This is, this is, amen, amen. James chapter two. You gotta have James in there, hadn't you? James chapter two, and let's just see what James had to say and then we we're gonna talk about it. James chapter two, verse 14. And I'll read on down through verse 26. That's the rest of the chapter. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say that he hath faith and hath not works, can faith save him? Huh? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace. Amen. Be thou warmed and filled. Amen. Notwithstanding, you give them those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit the man? If you are just saying, well, guys, I'm, I'm hungry and I ain't got no clothes. Well, Lord bless you. <laughs> Amen. Um, does, does, it, does it profit the man? That's what Jesus or Paul was asking or James is asking the question here. Amen. Um, even so faith with it hath not works is dead being alone. I know I am, I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about a little bit of stuff here about works, works, works. Well, brother, we, we, why don't you come to church? You know, or I, 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 I can pray at home. I, I, I can live for God at home. I don't have to go to church. Talk to God. God. God's here. You ever heard that said? I could. I could. I could name it back on my fingers and hands. Like that many, that many times. Amen. But even so, faith. Amen. It hath not works. It it's is dead. Being alone. Yea, a man may say that thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devil does that. The devil believes and trembles. Now James is a half-brother of Jesus. And I could quote, unquote, one of the most uh, profound, uh, not men of God or whatever I could say it, but the preacher that's, that's thought of basically when you talk about preaching, you think, you'll probably think of his name. And he said, the book of James is just a bunch of hay. 
because he don't believe that works. And we're not talking, we're not talking about work yourself, get into salvation. Amen. You can sit in the pews of a church and, and die by die loss. If thinks if I just uh, work around the church and volunteer for this and volunteer for that. Amen. Amen. Thou believest that there is one God, thou believest does well, the devil believes and trembles. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Now, I'm, I'm, I believe the Bible. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon an altar? Yes, yea, or seest thou how that faith wrought with works and by works was faith made perfect? In other words, what really James is trying to say, you can believe what Brother Harrelson preaches, but if you don't obey it, or you can believe what the Bible says, but if you don't obey it, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not doing you any good. You got to, amen, you, you got to do a little work. Praise God. Amen. Seeing thou hast faith wrought with by works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture hath fulfilled which which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the father, or, or the friend of God, excuse me. It's called the father of the faithful too. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body is without spirit is dead, so faith without works shall amen. dead. Amen. In other words, if I was to say that I tell you the truth, I, uh, I, 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 I put a bomb in this, house, in this church and it's supposed to go off at a specific time and it's getting really close to it. If you believe me, you would, you would exit this place pretty quick. But if you don't believe me, you're going to laugh. Because so there is an action to your faith. There is a work to your faith. Amen. There's a obedience. Dake's Bible says that James is not speaking of the justification faith, but to the demonstration of Christian faith. You've got to act on what you believe. Amen. That's what he was saying. Amen. Another statement, one is not justified by works, but justified one must do them to show the world that he, to prove that he is a Christian. He's consecrated. He's converted. So, 
you act on your faith. That's what, that's what James is trying to say and what I'm trying to talk about tonight. The sixth way that you can be a Christ-like is to work. I must work. Amen. What it is day for the night cometh when no man can work. That when he was referring to Christian. Now, uh, if you want to write down, I, rather than me going through all these scriptures tonight, uh, would, you, would you write these scriptures down? Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 27. Ephesians chapter 2 and 8 through 10. Romans chapter 3, verses 25 through 31. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1 through 6. Romans chapter 9, verse 11. Romans chapter 11 and verse 6. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 18. 2 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 18. Again. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17. Titus chapter 1 and verse 16. Titus chapter 2 and verse 7 and 14. And in Titus chapter 3, verse 18. And I will, I will I'm going to back up and read Titus uh, because I, I just wanted to make this and I will, well, I'll, I'll enter, maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll go on with another, another, another subject. Right. Titus chapter 1, verse 16 says it like this. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. They become abominable and disobedient and unto every good work a reprobate. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him because their works are just being a reprobate. Titus chapter 2. And verse number uh, 7. I'll back up to verse 6. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things show thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine showing, and, and showing uncorruptible gravity and sincerity. Amen. This is what, this is what Paul was telling Titus. Amen. I, I want people to, I want, I want some good works. I want to see your doctrine. I want you to show an incorruptible gravity or respect and attitudes. Amen. And sincerity when you, whatever you're doing. That's, that's works. Amen. Living for God is, is working. It's an it's an action. You you are you praising God when you go to work, in the day and and you're you're manifesting Him on the job. There's a many a person 
Brother Harrelson could tell you one or two that, that, that when he was working, they was watching him and watching him. And they, they uh, wanted what he had. Amen. And uh, I can tell you, well, we got a brother, we got a missionary in our evangelist quarters. He's going to be there all week to, this week. Uh, he is from Washington State, which is in the Seattle area. His, pa- his father pastors out there, and, and I just started talking to him a while ago, and, and I know, know a, lot of, a lot of people that we know each other. Kind of, oh, I know, I, I told him that Daniel, Daniel's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I know Daniel, Daniel went to school with him. I know, uh, I, I know uh, that, uh, that girl, uh, that, uh, his, his, name, his name is Joshua, and uh, he says, there's a, I told him I had my granddaughter out there, and, uh, and so he, he said, married to Josh, yeah, yeah. So he went to school with Angela and Josh, and then, of course, he knows Daniel, and he knows Mike, and so forth. So we just started talking, and we started talking about the, the churches out there in, in uh, Washington State, and when I was in Bible college out there in uh, Portland, Oregon, there was a man from Seattle, Washington, came down to Bible college, and I think I've told this before. He was a he was a devout communist, and he uh, belonged to the Communist Party, and they were they were doing uh, doing things in Seattle even back fifty years ago, uh, burning stuff and, and causing a lot of. He said he gave 20% of his salary to, uh, to this communistic party. But he said, he said I, was, I was just like a time bomb fixing to go off. And he just said, uh, you know, he, he, would, he would just rant and rave. And this guy said, what you need is Jesus. You need Jesus. And he would just cuss him out, and he said, "I, I would just ramp and rave, rave at him." And he said, "If you had Jesus, you wouldn't. You'd be okay. You, you just need Jesus." And he said, "He said that went on for a year or so, and finally he just got so he wanted to kill somebody or kill himself or whatever." And he said these words, God, if you're real, tell me where I can find you. And guess where he was standing when he said that? Right in the front of the United Pentecostal Church. <laughs> and he said, it's, it's, it's an honest truth. He said, he's, God said to him right in there, And so he goes in. And so happened to he just walked up and told the preacher, said, I was told I could find God here. He said, right there. And the Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost to become a minister. I want to tell you something. God's wherever you will let him be for you. 
Amen. He's real. He's got power. And you're going to, I'm going to conclude with this. You're on one side or the other. You're either on, in God's army. And uh, Lord, Lord, help me. I'm, I, I, I've got to run it off. Somebody's got to help me. I got on my computer. I just asked, what is the, uh, what, what do you call the, now I didn't even forgot the name of it, but it's the, the general orders. Are, when you go into military, the uh, code of conduct that that, that a, a soldier in God's in in, in the Umsam's army. I will never forget that I am a American fighting man. I will never surrender unless I be uh, unless I beyond my power to. I will give my life for my country. That's what you're supposed to memorize when you go in the army and I wish that sometime we'd have something like that Brother Hurst can write them up I'll never forget that I am a Pentecostal I have given my I will give my life I have no other place to go Amen You know, you know what the disciples told Jesus Here's what this Jesus turned and told the disciples when he, when he got through preaching to all the other folks. He fed them a meal. 5,000 people got fed. And the next day or so, they were trying to find him, and he found him back in Capernaum. And he told them, you're just, all you're doing is just you're following me because of the loaves and the fishes. And so he told them, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And they first second and left him and Jesus stood there and said will you also go away will you, are, are y'all going to go with him he was talking to the disciples the, the guy that says speaks up first to whom shall we go for thou hast the words of eternal life where else can I go and find what I intend to live throughout eternity I'm planning on making it to heaven how about you no other place that I can find that preaches the truth is we preach it. And no other doctrine amen, that I can believe. I believe Acts 2.38 is the birth of the church. And I believe Acts 2.38 in Peter's preaching was a message, message of the church. And I believe that's exactly what's going to have to have. Got to be born again of the water and the spirit to make it. And I want to go. And I'm going to do everything I can to try to make it. I'm going to, my, my, by works or whatever I'm doing. Amen. I can make it. I made this statement. I, now, I don't, I don't, I know I can't remember a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I, I can't remember yesterday hardly what I did. But I think I could say it. I, I've said it. I, I have not missed a service, a church service in this place. COVID, now that was a different story. But otherwise, when the doors open this place, I've been here for 55 years. If I was in town, I had, when I'm going somewhere, uh, conferences and things like that. But, I mean, 
God has been getting, helping me physically. I'm not talking about sickness. I understand sickness. But if you ain't sick, your place is at church when the doors are open. Yeah, well, a cow can get milk when you come home. Don't worry about that. You know, you dogs can get fed when you go get home, but but don't miss church over feeding dogs and slapping hogs, milking cows. Well, I'm talking a little country there, you know. Folks, this is our life. And the devil is going to try to get us to get, get a bite of the fruit. And when, he get, when we get that bite of the fruit, we're thinking about, yeah, it'll make me smart and self-secure. And then I can, I can, I can live for God at home. Shall we stand? Oh, me. Throw your maters at me if you want to. But I'm telling you something. This is the sincere, most sincere thing that you that you've ever, ever could do is to give your life to God and do whatever your hands find to do. Works. Works. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word and I pray God today that you would help us uh, oh Lord, I, I I know I am I am not getting people shouting, but I pray, Lord, that our minds are somehow grooming together. That Lord, that we have intentions, God, not only of saving ourselves, but them that hear us and those, oh Lord, around us. May God, our neighbors or whatever, we can we can reach them. We ask Jesus that you would help us to God to reach our world. If we don't reach our world, God, we are, we're going to have to suffer for it. God is Lord for your glory. This is, this is in Jesus' name. And the Lord bless you.